Come, O you people, and today let us accept the grace of the fast as a gift from God and as a time for repentance in which we may find mercy with the Savior. The time for combat is at hand and has already begun. Let all of us set forth eagerly upon the course of the fast, offering our virtue, offering our virtues as a gift from the Lord. By Theodore. Again to the Catholic Club Podcast. Today is going to be our second part on our Lenten series, our little mini Lenten series we got going on, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. So today we'll be talking about, you guessed it, fasting. And today we'll be reading from a sermon from St. Peter Chrysologus. I can't say that last word. And uh, yeah, I think there's some pretty just really insightful stuff that, you know, St. Peter has to say here, and not the Peter that, you know, is the chair and the first pope of the Catholic faith, but this Peter with a very, very hard to pronounce last last name. So, um, with that being said, today will be a shorter reflection day, and we'll get into it. Well, let's start with a little prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, you are heavenly... You are the Heavenly King. You are also our Heavenly Father. And you have taught us with the good grace that you have given your Son how we are to worship you, how we are to act in the road to life in this world. Not just a set of rules, but actually a way to live freely and fully. We pray that you may please enter into our lives through the words of your saints and that we may live more fully today in Jesus Christ, your Son. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. From a sermon by St. Peter Chrysologus, Bishop. There are three things, my brethren, by which faith stands firm. Devotion remains constant, and virtue endures. They are prayer, fasting, and mercy. Prayer knocks at the door. Fasting obtains. Mercy receives. Prayer Mercy and fasting, these are one, and they give life to each other. Fasting is the soul of prayer. Mercy is the lifeblood of fasting. Let no one try to separate them. They cannot be separated. If you have only one of them, or not all together, you have nothing. So if you pray, fast. If you fast, show mercy. If you want your petition to be heard, hear the petition of others. If you do not close your ears to others, you open God's ears to yourself. When you fast, see the fasting of others. If you want God to know that you are hungry, know that other is hungry. If you hope for mercy, show mercy. If you look for kindness, show kindness. If you want to receive, give. If you ask for yourself, what you deny to others, your asking is a mockery. 
Let these be the pattern of all men when they practice mercy. Show mercy to others in the same way, with the same generosity, with the same promptness as you want others to show yourself. Excuse me, as you want others to show mercy to you. Therefore, let prayer, mercy, and fasting be one single plea to God on your behalf, one speech in our defense, a threefold united prayer in our favor. Let us use fasting to make up for what we have lost by despising others. Let us offer our souls in sacrifice by means of fasting. There is nothing more pleasing than that we can offer to God. As the psalmist said in a prophecy, a sacrifice to God is a broken spirit. God does not despise a bruised and humble heart. Offer your soul to God. Make Him an oblation of your fasting, so that your soul may be a pure offering, a holy sacrifice, a living victim remaining your own and at the same time made over to God. Whoever fails to give this to God will not be excused, for if you are to give him yourself, you are never without the means of giving. To make these acceptable, mercy must be added. Fasting bears no fruit unless it is watered by mercy. Fasting dries up when mercy dries up. Mercy is to fasting as rain is to the earth. However much you may cultivate in your heart, clear the soil of your nature, root out vice, sow virtue. If you do not release the springs of mercy, your fasting will bear no fruit. When you fast, if your mercy is thin, your harvest will be thin. When you fast, what you pour out in mercy overflows into your barns, into your barn. Therefore, do not lose by saving, but gather in by scattering. Give to the poor, and you give to yourself. You will not be allowed to keep what you have refused to give to others. And this comes from Liturgy of the Hour, so I'm going to read the responsory. Prayer accompanied by fasting and giving to the poor is good, since giving to the poor expiates every sin. It wins forgiveness and life everlasting, since giving to the poor expiates every sin. All right, so this is ah, just very good because I think it highlights so many important aspects of fasting. And I I really, really like this. I like this threefold uh, unity of prayer, fasting, and mercy. Because uh, like one thing that I, I have found, I have found that is so very important to um, to fasting and my, my own spiritual journey is that my fasting it it can be either too much or too little. I I can be overwhelmed by the the penitential nature of sa- of fasting. If I haven't prepared for it properly, and I don't have a reason for my fasting, if I'm just fasting just to fast, 
then I quickly find that this is not very spiritually beneficial at all. But what I found out early was that when I'm fasting, the the why of fasting is critical to the prayer, to making fasting a prayer, you know, the prayer of fasting. That if I'm fasting for souls in purgatory, or if I'm fasting for a friend who needs prayers, and they ask me to pray for them, that my why is very strong. But reading these words from St. Peter is so good because uh, what it enlightens is that the reason the whys are so important is because mercy is so directly tied to fasting that when we double down on our mercy to others, we are doubling our harvest and fasting. Which is why those those whys are so important. Is because when I was thinking of my whys for fasting for others, or yeah, when my why was solidly understood by me when I was fasting, then the fasting became very fruitful, and I am was more aware and alive to the realities that this this discomfort that I'm feeling is in itself the prayer of fasting. It's not the absence of food that makes fasting such a beautiful prayer. It is the hunger. It is the discomfort. And the brighter that that discomfort burns, the brighter is the prayer to God. But I lose that, that sight of that spiritual reality whenever those, those whys that I had for fasting were not solidly understood when I began the practice. It's because the mercies that I was, uh, you know, trying to experience, you know, if I'm not very merciful towards others or that I don't have a reason to fast other than I just wanted to be good, quote unquote, that I, you know, the fasting was just, it, it lacked and I was distracted and I couldn't do the things that I needed to do. And then the hunger became the thing that thwarted me as opposed to being the prayer that was being offered to God. And then, yeah, of, of course, like um, in, in those moments of like realizing that I was hungry, like if I had the mercy and I was bringing that into my fasting, then I could remember God. I could remember why I'm feeling the discomfort and that like this is not just something in absence. Or I'm not just doing this as, you know, I hurt myself so that God can hear me. That's not what's happening. No, like what, what's happening is I'm choosing to take on these these sacrifices as gifts of love. And in doing so, I'm actually entering into Christ's life when he was experiencing hunger in those 40 days in the desert or during his passion. So in those small discomforts that I'm feeling, I actually it actually brings my mind back to the Lord and brings my mind to prayer. So I just, um, yeah, these elements I just found were just beautiful gold, spiritual gold, that these uh, these elements of prayer, fasting, and mercy are so united to each other that if we want to fast well we have to make sure that we pray well and that we're praying constantly and then in addition to that we have to make sure that we are being a merciful people and that in its nature our fasting is merciful which i think is a, i think a last point i'll touch on that is something i personally believe in that the fasting like it's the degree to which you can use it should be measured and equal to the love with which you have 
Like if if you're fasting to to punish yourself, I don't believe that that's particularly helpful in the spiritual life. But when you're fasting, you should have with you and you should have love in your heart so that your fasting doesn't diminish your joyful nature in God, but that your love shines even more brightly through it because you know the reasons of why you're fasting, that these discomforts you're taking on yourself only bring you more joy because you have the love within your heart of, of Christ and that you know what you're doing is entering into his life as well as helping others. So that joy of thinking of others, primarily being Christ and the intentions that you're offering your fast up for, spark joy. So that if you've, you don't have this love, I think it's actually can be very harmful to fast. And I've experienced it several times uh, that I, I begin fasting because I want to have a more rigorous prayer, prayerful life, uh, which is a good thing. But the problem is I, I'm lacking so much in love that the fasting itself actually does nothing more than uh, it discourages me from the faith or not the faith in the sense of like I have doubts, but it discourages me in wanting to pursue God more because I feel inept and I feel like I, I can't pursue God to the fullest. And then I also am not a light of Christ to others because I'm so self-centered and I'm looking within myself. And I'm, as Augustine says, a sin is a caving in on oneself that I, I'm not offering it as a sacrifice of love. And I'm, I'm not being a good ambassador to Christ as a Christian. So to kind of summarize where we're going with this uh, and to summarize where we've, where we've been, the art to good fasting is to make sure that it is united with prayer and united with mercy. And I would say this all stems from love. So before you fast, if you want to fast well, really ask God to give love since he is love himself and love is a gift of himself. Ask to receive him. So that when you fast, you can be joyful. And when you fast, it is an uplifting prayer that gives life to your soul and helps others. Whether they be in purgatory or they're on earth. Like you can know that you are lending your hands in a very good way to our brothers and sisters. So God bless you guys. I hope this was a good yeah, I hope these were some some good and helpful things, and you know, another week. Please pray for me, and I'll pray for you. <laughs>